You just, you believe the people you love. Welcome to Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hi, baby gorgeous. What a big week. Fucking hell, it's all popping off. <laughs> so popping off. Okay, I am annoyed about something, though. Tell me. Why is it that we're getting the gorgeous lineup of Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4 and we've yet to see Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3? What the fuck? That's a great point. Like, That's a great point. Why are they making us wait? My gripe with that is like, so they got Alex McCord, right? And they're going back to Marrakesh, which, you know, is a storyline. But I would have loved, since she's living in Byron Bay, is it now? Yeah. I'd love if they filmed it here. Like if she oh, hosted everyone at Byron Bay. That would be great. Come down under, gals. That would be such a good idea. I'm loving that Alex is on the show. Yeah, I think it's good. I did not enjoy Alex as much when she was on the show, but obviously I've rewatched New York a few times and I did enjoy her. Like, have I matured? I think so. I think sometimes when you're watching the show, like as it happens, you get really swept up into like the editing and stuff. Mm. And then maybe when you rewatch, you're like, oh, actually I've changed my mind. Yeah, I have changed my mind on Alex and her kooky husband. I thought he was a great (laughs) character on the show. Yeah, and I think that's what this girls' trip should be for, you know, for yeah. like ringing in old people, mixing them with new people. Like, oh, it's gonna be good. I love Caroline Manzo. Love her. Oh yeah. I just love the shit that she fucking says. Her like, her nonna sage advice. Like, yeah. I just love her. I just, I've always loved her. So I hope I still love her. But I'm really looking forward to Alex. Just, I can't help it. I'm, I just want to see her. She's given us nothing since she left, right? So that's why I'm like, I want to see. But question, how do uh-huh. you feel about the fact that we've got other Ultimate Girls Trip ladies returning and taking the place of women we haven't seen? Well, I, I'm not, I was a little bit bummed by it actually, yeah. Brandy, Vicky, Eva and Fa- I'm, I'm happy to see Eva again. I'm actually happy to see Brandy again because she's fucking great TV. But why are we getting Vicky and Phaedra? Mm, it's a good question. And Gretchen Rossi of all the people. I mean, she's a fucking nutter, so she's got to be good <laughs> TV, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just hopefully the mix is good. It must all come down to the mix. Yeah, I guess. And they know what they're doing, so. And um, what else is going on? Well, as soon as we stopped recording last week, that's when we got big bombshell drops about Lisa Rinner out. Yeah. We got Jen's sentencing. Diana's out, which I was floored by, shocked oh, by. Oh, I mean, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was already announced. So for them to announce it, I was like, oh, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, duh, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, did you see um, the tweet that LVP did after Rina was announced? Ding dong. Ding dong. I mean, that's funny. That's really good. LVP, she's a crack up. She's, she'd be great on an Ultimate Girls trip. I just can't see her wanting to do it. Yeah, no, me either. Too so soon. With Rina out, mm. who, who, is this opening the door for people to return, do you think? Because that's the speculation, but, like, nothing's set in stone. Who's going to return? 
Well, they, I've heard talks that they could get Denise back now that Rinna's gone. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, people have said LVP, but I don't know about that. I just, I don't know if LVP would want to. And besides that, she had her fight with Kyle. Does she really want to come back and face Kyle? Not that she'd be scared to face her. It's just, could she be bothered? Mm, that's a good point. I did like how Garcelle's very sort of subversive shade with her Elton John, I'm still standing, and pretending oh, yeah. it was to debut her red hair, which looked amazing. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't know if it was a wig or if she dyed her hair red, but it was this beautiful, long, straight red hair, and she's, like, bopping along to Elton John's I'm Still Standing. But it mm. was just after the Rinners leaving announcement. Classic. So, yeah, Classic. exactly. Did you see um, Erica Jane getting questioned by the Paps oh, and about ca- it? and calling Rinna the goat. She's not the goat. I mean, she did a lot of good work for us early on, but she did. She, I don't think she's a goat. No, but yeah, I mean, I've said it before. For the longest time, I was obsessed with Rinna on the show, loved it. But as soon as Erica rolled around and they became the Thelma and Louise twosome, she yeah. started to suck. Yeah, I know this show's sort of built on alliances and things, but mm. when one alliance, one faction has too much power, it's not that great. You are so right. This is the shakeup we needed. Oh, my God, speaking of alliances, mm, yes. I don't know if you watch much free-to-air Australian TV, but I saw an ad for Australian Survivor, Heroes <gasps> versus Villains. Yes. Did you see who's on it? Yeah, I did. Our gal Angelie from Melbourne. Yeah, Real Housewives of Melbourne. Uh, well, she was a one-hit wonder on that show too. She did half a season. <laughs> she did half a season, that's right. When she popped up, I was like, I know that bitch somehow. And then I was like, oh, my God, yeah, that's that show. <laughs> I do love Australian Survivor. It's the only Survivor that I watch. And she's doing this whole, like, I want to be the biggest villain. But what spun me out was that they're still plugging the fact that she (laughs) was a fucking news person on CNN. I'm like, bitch, that was 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I thought the same thing. (laughs) You've done nothing. You were on half a season of Housewives. You haven't worked properly since then. We all saw, remember when, like, she was on Melbourne and I, like, put up an article of Daily Mail of the house she lives in and the car she drives. She's as poor as I am. Yeah, she flopped. Give it up, turn it loose, bitch. It's not your job. It hasn't been your job for a decade. Longer than Jen Shah's going to jail. Yeah. And I think she'll actually do better on Survivor than she did on Housewives. Oh, fucking oath she will because she's a totes cunt. (laughs) She'll be great. (laughs) She'll be great. She loves to press people's buttons and be a cow. Like she's, I hope she's going to be great TV. Me too. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to Australian Survivor comes out January 30. Shameless plug. I just love that show. I don't know why. I know. I was already going to watch it, but as soon as like a housewife gets thrown into a show, I'm like, oh, I'm even more invested. Absolutely. And I've decided I'm not going to tell my partner where I know her from because I don't want him to hate her just because of that. I'll do He'll it. hate her pretty quickly. He'll on his hate own, her quickly and then I'll drop. I mean, they'll probably do it on the intro. He'll probably see it, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of partners, so mm. my boyfriend is finally getting around to watching um, Below Deck Down Under. Oh, finally. And so he's texting me all of his thoughts and I'm like, yeah, well, you can go and listen to the podcast if you want to hear mine. <laughs> and it's so funny, like, he hates Benny. And I'm like, well, we grew to love Benny. But yeah, Benny was a pain at first, wasn't he? Yeah, but then, you know, Bitch Boson overshadowed him, oh, et cetera, et cetera. was the worst. Oh. But the thing he always picks up on mm. is how there's always so much drama with the anchor. 
with the anchor drop and pulling up the anchor on that show. Because there never is. Well, it's becoming more and more common. Like I was just watching Below Deck Adventure. I don't know if you Yeah, of course I watch it, duh. Of course, I forgot who I'm talking to. Um, (laughs) When that guy's like on the radio, Nathan's on the radio dropping the anchor and the captain's yelling at him because he's talking too much on the radio. I love anchor drama. It's my new favourite thing. (laughs) He was having such a massive chat. Poor Nathan. They like described the anchor and then he was actually describing the anchor. Like, oh, it's on a chain. It's up and down. It's like, dude. (laughs) And then just like people make mistakes. It's like, uh, you think? Oh, God, I love love. Like, I don't think he got what was going on. No, well, no, obviously no he didn't get what was going on, but he didn't even get why he was getting told off. So like, uh, describe the anchor. <laughs> so I could talk about Below Deck with anyone all day long. Oh, I'm like, loving it. Uh, I'm, so I, I really like the captain in Below Deck Adventure. I think he's choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. He's good TV. And I think even Sandy's not that bad on, on Below Deck regular. Yeah. You know I hate Sandy, but she's not, she's not doing too bad. She's Yeah, she, I mean, she's not completely bossing everyone around yet. But she'll get there. Someone will get well, pissed off at her. Well, there's a blow-up coming between her and Rachel, isn't there? Is there? That's what I heard. A blow-up? Yeah, and then Rachel, like, Chef Rachel's, like, done with Bravo. She's, like, cut the franchise <gasps> out of her life, the no, whole network. I love her. Hey, this, this is all just unverified speculation. I that's love what I Chef Rachel. I think she's going to lose She's it. the oddball we need. She's the comic yeah. relief. Yeah. And she's an amazing chef. Well, Sandy just said on Below Deck, not that great. What? But but Captain Lee loves her. Well, Sandy's like, I've had better. Uh, there's tension between them. Oh, fuck off, Sandy. <laughs> I'm sorry. If Captain Lee says that someone's amazing, I believe it. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. He's the yardstick by which I'm measuring everyone, quite frankly. Yeah. He's yeah. a legend. Okay, do we do we want to talk about fucking Jen getting six and a half years and then going out to dinner to celebrate? I mean, we have to because it also is the second half of this Salt Lake episode. Oh, it's all of this Salt Lake episode. Like, really? Do we just, do we want to talk about it now? Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, I was disappointed. With the 6.5? Last week I said she's got to be getting the full 10 years because Mm. she accepted a plea of 7 to 14. 7 to 14. She was up for fucking 30 and then she got 6.5. I've always said when you're expecting a 10 and you get a 6.5, it's disappointing. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> if you know yeah. what I mean. Oh, I know if what you mean. If you know, mean. you know. <laughs> oh, and if you don't know, what are you doing listening to us? <laughs> but six and a half, and I didn't, I was trying to wait to see what all the lawyers out there that I listened to said about it, and they were like, yeah, that was to be expected. I'm like, how do you expect six and a half when she accepted seven to 14? I don't understand. I know, round up. I don't understand. And that means she'll do, because it was a federal crime, she'll not be doing less than five, five and a half, right? That's Mm. what I also read, not like I know that off the top of my head. And I'm like, five, five, five and a half years for a 30-year crime? Why put it there that you can get up to this many years for a crime if you're only going to be doing a fucking quarter of it? Mm. Like, why? Like, if no one gets the fucking 30 years, then why say they're going to get 30 years and then they do six and a half? It's pissing me off. I don't know much about the legal system in America, but, no. like, I can imagine wealth comes into it. She like, has no money. Yeah, I know, but she's probably wasted it on good lawyers, right? Well, she didn't so waste imagine- it on fucking designer bags. We all know they were fake. I just imagine, like, a lot of people do get the maximum sentence. Because they don't have... Not rich celebrities. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay, fine. I'm pissed off about that I think, too. I think it's, yeah, a messed up system from what I know, what little I know. Yeah. All right, shall we just get into the Salt Lake episode first then? <sighs> we may as well. Look. Let's be rid of it, Frodo. We open up, basically there are two scenes, which is Heather's book cover reveal party <clears throat> and the Jen Shah of it all. So there's a couple of little scenes leading up to the party, but none of them really amount to much. So we may as well just get into the party, right? I just have a couple of questions. Oh, yes, sir. So that rooftop spa that she's looking at, is that the same rooftop spa? Yes, the same rooftop spa that Meredith had the birthday party for Seth. Exactly. (laughs) Are there just a million rooftop bodies of water in No, in there's one and it's the only <laughs> venue that isn't owned by the LDS quote-unquote church or shall uh, I say cult and so I reckon it's the only one that lets them do anything there and it may be the only one that fucking serves booze that's big uh, enough to fit them in. I feel like I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over that venue. We don't even see the venue. We just see the rooftop. Yeah. I, I don't know. Been there, done that. Yeah, and I just think Heather's whole storyline this season just – went left so quick. It was like a bloody roller coaster. You go from trying to set up a choir mm. to then going on about a black eye and then she's trying to bring it back to the book. Nothing's sticking to me. Like nothing's tracking. No one's storyline tracked this season. Apart from yeah. the Jen drama, there was nothing. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. It was a hard season to get through. There was no f- real fun. There was no fun. I mean, the only really fun thing about this part of the episode is when the choir tried to sing. Mm. They were so terrible. It was hilarious. And we've seen them rehearse, but surely, like, did they skip a million rehearsals? They were so bad. Now, I understand the concept that the good singers will drown out the bad singers. You can have people that don't sing great in a choir, in a chorus. Mm -hmm. You can. This must mean that not one of these people can actually sing because they were so off key it wasn't funny. Well, it was funny. It was totally funny. Dolores Van Cartier, she is not. (laughs) Heather could not turn that choir around. No, and Jen Shah singing in confessional. Was she worse than the choir or just as bad as the choir? Add another five months onto the sentence, please. (laughs) It's true. Dreadful. I did love how when Angie 15K walks into the party, her lower third is Jen's former friend. I I loved it. That's so shady. And do you believe Jen or do you believe Angie 15K when Angie 15K says that one of her friends told her that Jen told him that it was Angie 15K who gave Heather the black eye? I don't believe a word Jen says Mm. just in life, but also I do not care for speculation about the black eye at this point, so I don't care. Well, I was going to believe Angie 15K first about the fact that Jen said it was her that did it, until Angie 15K says that her theory is Jen and Heather were doing Barbie scissor kicks in the room, then romping and bumping with heels on, and that's how she got the black eye, like amid coitus. Rude. Yeah, Angie 15K, she sort of had a lot of promise for a few episodes, but now I'm just like, eh. I'm over Angie 15K. Thirsty bird. She can go. Mm-hmm. All the Angies can go, except Angie Danner, who had a scene cut. Did you see this? No, what? So in the trailer for the season, like, you know, 14 weeks ago, yeah. there was a scene of Angie Danner confronting Jen, being like, you need people on your books because you're going to prison, like <gasps> that kind of a thing yeah. or something like that. And it didn't show up. And there was also a confrontation in a trailer, I think, well, not a big one, but a few barbs traded between Meredith and Whitney. 
So it sort of seems like they sort of had an episode semi in the can and then with all the Jen stuff, they just scrapped a bunch of storylines, but then it made the episode so dull. You reckon that stuff would have been in the last episode? It would have been, but then they were like, you know what, let's just go to New York. Well, New York's pretty riveting. Yeah, and I think they were just like, let's just wrap all this crap up. Maybe we'll get it in flashes at reunions. Possibly, possibly. Okay, so... Basically, the only things that really happens at the party is Jen and Coach talk to Angie H and her husband Chris about the Finster. Chris cries. Coach sees that as an apology and they hug it out. Meanwhile, Lisa, still no apology. Lisa, no apology. (laughs) I've sort of swung around on this one as well where I'm thinking, you know what, Chris, it's not that bad because like... Her name is a big deal, Shah Exposed. Like, I can see why you'd use her name if you're going to run a Finster. Also, she's a dirty fucking liar criminal. Yeah. And I don't feel bad for her. And so, like, she was just milking this for sympathy points. And And it it was about fucking Lisa. Where's Lisa's apology? (laughs) Like, where's the apology to Lisa? I don't get why Lisa let it go either. Like, no offence, Lisa doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would let Emma go. That's true. She had other fish to fry, I guess. She really did. This book cover launch, I mean, it's not a book launch, obviously. It's so a book party, party with no books. How it's dreadful. It's a book party with no books. How dreadful. Oh, my God, it's true. It's a fashion show with no fashions. I mean. It is. It really is. Look, I'm still going to fucking read it. You can give me the notes, the Cliff's notes, because I'm not. I'll give you the Cliff notes. Whitney confronts Jen about how she felt ganged up on in, um, where did they go? San Diego? San Diego. <laughs> it's all going into one. It's all going into one. And Jen's like, I'm confused. I had no idea you felt like that. And, look, it's just all about the fact that Angie 15K wants them to wrap up that convo. I did think that Mm. was funny when she's like, wrap it up, because she wants to accuse Jen of spreading lies about her. And then somehow she manages to say to Sharif or ask Sharif if Jen's suicide attempt was real or fake, but really she meant... She meant to say were her feelings against Angie H real or fake, but that is not how it came across. Yeah, I thought she was trying to say, like, you might have attempted suicide, but was it really because of the Shah exposed account or is it because of, you know, you going to prison? That's what she was trying to say, but it came across (laughs) like her asking coach if Jen really attempted suicide or if she was lying about that too. That was a mess. Angie should have dropped it. Yeah. Like, she got the check last week. Like, that should have been the end of that saga. But I think Angie was like, oh, it's a finale party. I need to bring it. And it's just, calm down. I I agree completely. I mean, look, that half of the episode, it was kind of a dud. It was so boring. And when the taglines came up, I was like, oh, wow, that's the episode already. Like, it flew because it was so boring. I zoned out. No, it was halfway through. But no, it was halfway through. The only tagline that I thought was funny and worth mentioning was Lisa's where it says, Lisa's business has been better than ever. Just ask the SEC. <laughs> I like that. I yeah. And then she's been attending college tours with Jack, but no jazz games in quite some time. Fudge college. Fudge college and jazz ticket reference. I like that. The jazz tickets was the best part of the season. Totally. It really was. It was the highlight of the season. It really was. And then we get a massive super on screen three months later and we see this shot of two converging mountains with a tiny winding path like a trail to Mount Doom and there's all this mist and haze and ominous music. (laughs) And then we get a shot of the LDS church with the church bells ringing. They use that shot all the time, but it is funny. And Mm. then Jen's sitting on the stoop with her mum Four days before trial 
she's like, the next time I'm here, I'll either be guilty or innocent. And her mum's all, but you'll be innocent, right? As in oh. question mark. And then her mum's crying and we get flashies of earlier in the season, which felt like a million years ago, when she's like crafting with her mum. Oh, yeah. And she's like reveals to us that her mum cashed in her 401k for her. I'd forgotten about that. Thank you for the reminder, dirty producers. She scams the elderly and her mum is no exception. Her mum is no exception. That's her biggest, like, target. Yeah, her mother. Like, that poor woman. Jen's going to jail. She's getting a roof over her head and three square meals a day. What's her mum getting? Nothing. We didn't really talk about the Italian dinner of it all. Like, you, do you think that's just, like, so inappropriate for her to go and have an Italian feast after after being found guilty? With 20 people? Who were those people? And her husband wasn't one of them. Oh, there was no so photos tacky. of her. There were her with her security guard. I can get, like, oh, no, I'm going away for six and a half years. I, I want to live it up while I can. But also, like, that's gross. That is gross. Like, I'm sorry, you should be going back to your fucking hotel suite and ordering the KFC. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure the lawyers would be paying for that, but does that mean it goes on her bill? I don't know. I don't know. It's She thought she was going, she could have been going in jail for 14 years. She got six and a half. Sure, you want to quote unquote celebrate. I don't know. I it's don't even want to say celebrate. It's fucking icky. And it's Jen wrapped in a fucking bow. And my question is, that fucking Hermes bag, is it real or fake? That's what I want to know. That's what we want to know. That's what we want to know. Because if it was real, she could have sold that bag to pay for that fucking dinner. (laughs) It's all fucking gross. If I was her mum, I'd be sitting there going, so who's going to be working to pay for me now that I'm elderly and can't go back to work and pay rent because I no longer own anything? And now she has to help raise the kids for six and a half years as well. Like, Oh, my God. Who else is picking up the slack? I mean, Jen does hire a lot of her family members, doesn't she? Yeah, I'm assuming Jen's mum is going to be living with Coach and the kids now because she no longer has a 401k. Oh, that poor bitch. It's disgusting. Who takes their mum's 401k when they know they're guilty? Mm-hmm. It's gross. Jen's gross. Oh, she's a horrible person. So after that, she leaves for the airport, presumably with her fake Hermes bag. We get a bunch of flashies of the feds coming for her last season, of her saying, I want a big fucking I'm sorry and I'm a piece of shit from them when I'm proven innocent. And then Mm. at the last reunion with Andy reminding us that the New York State attorneys have a 95% strike rate and Jen's or yeah, when they take plea deals. And then we get another, I'm innocent. And then (laughs) another one of her mum saying on the stoop just then saying, you'll be innocent, right? She's in New York. We get a shot of the Statue of Liberty. She arrives at her hotel. Heather's there. Meredith's there. Heather tells Meredith of a convo she had with Jen just a couple of days before she left for New York, which is Jen asking Heather, if the worst thing happens and I'm found guilty, can you please check on my family and make sure I'm okay? She cries, cries, cries. Then we've got the ladies go and see Jen in her hotel room. Now, you know I like to Google. (laughs) Heather's hotel room costs about 500 bucks a night. Jen's staying in a suite. These are Uh like two to five k a night. Now there's a penthouse which is twenty five. I thought five hundred was a lot. (laughs) It's like Midtown New York. They're not going to be cheap. She's obviously not in the penthouse, which is like twenty five k a night. But these are like two to five to six to whatever k a night. How is Jen in a suite? Why is Jen in a suite? She knows she's going to prison and she wants to live it up. 
It's just gross. It's crazy. Heather asks how the boys are doing and we get a flashy from two days prior when Coach is filming with Jen in their kitchen and Coach is like, you know, we have to talk about what if you're found guilty too. But then in the room he says, God is with us, we'll be fine either way. Yeah, nah. Seth, Meredith and Heather go to lunch. I get the impression that Jen and Coach were supposed to be there too. And I'm thinking, why? Are they getting ready to plead guilty so they can't be there? They've got shit to do? Mm, Maybe. But at least Seth was there to ask the questions. You know, I've never really liked Seth that much or he's never really stood out too much. He's never been useful. He's never. But today he was useful. Exactly. And they talk about the state's witness list, presumably the depositions as well. And would have been hard to hear and read all those things. I'm like, no shit. And Seth talks about how all the others have pled guilty. Lawyer Meredith said, look, there's no question that the scheme happened. It's about whether Jen knew about it and how much she knew about it. And she calls it a major, major trial. I'm like, how stupid is Seth that he doesn't realise that? (laughs) He realises. She's just got to say it on camera. Yes. And Seth asks if either of them have ever asked Jen if she's guilty. That's what I liked. Yes. And Heather's all, when your friend looks you in the eye and says they're innocent, you say, I will support you. And Meredith does this kind of head cock to the side and scrunches her face like, well, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like the whole ride or die aspect of Heather's personality is just getting a bit tired. It is getting a bit tired. Meredith says, if Jen is really guilty and doesn't take accountability, that's a big problem for me. And then (laughs) what I find really weird, and it comes up in confessional later, because the whole time I'm sitting here going, Meredith isn't stupid. She has a law degree. Why is she supporting Jen? But then she says she's got no interest in talking to Jen while there's a trial on because that means she could be questioned. And I'm like, are you supporting Jen so that there's no doubt you don't know any truth from Jen and therefore you can't get questioned by the feds? Is this why you're supporting her? Yeah, I know what you mean because it is suspicious how she has hated Jen for years and now all of a sudden she's supporting her. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's why she's there in New York. That's why she's been seeming to support her all season. She's not ever said, I support Jen, I believe Jen. So this is her way of not looking as if, because previously we all know that Meredith has called private investigators, right? (laughs) So this is this like her way to go the opposite of that so that the feds don't question her? It's so strong. I just don't know why she's playing chess, not checkers. Like, Are they questioning Whitney? Are they questioning Jenny Nguyen? Like, what's, like, calm down. They're questioning all the people that were in the scam with her. That's all. And Heather ends by saying, you believe the people you love. And then next minute, we're in the hotel room with Heather, Meredith and Jen. And Jen is bitching about Stu Chains. She's obviously read his deposition now. No one thinks Stu's a mastermind. She keeps pushing this narrative that he's a mastermind. Now she's trying to win in the court of public opinion. She's like, I made sure he didn't lose his job five times at the company we worked for. It's like, bitch, it was your company. (laughs) But we found out like after all of the court transcripts were released that Jen put all these companies and bank account names in like family members' Mm. names. I mean, how stupid are you? This is what happens. Like these family members are getting paid to do all these bullshit jobs because she's used their names to open bank accounts and businesses. 
Yikes. That's fucked up, man. That's full fucking Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother and what he did at his company. <laughs> like, she set up all her family members to be the fall guy, which is stupid because it didn't work. But anyway, so obviously she's just read Stu's deposition. She's called him a piece of fucking shit. She calls him evil. I'm like, is that the pot kettle they're calling black? And she blames him completely for her circumstance. And it's like, as you just said, no one is believing that Stu, your assistant, who went and bought your tampons was running the companies like this behind your back. Like, fuck off, Jen. I know. Like, we've seen bits of Stu, right? We've, yeah. We saw him pop up and he was only ever meek and mild and yet we've seen Jen throw shoes in the ocean. We've yeah. seen her throw wine glasses across a room, splash in bathtub water at people. I know. Throw in crudite and charcuterie into the ocean. Like It's true. We've seen you be a monster, whereas Stu, he's just fed her fruit and things. So. Well, no, she fed him a banana. Oh, she get, fed him the banana. And that's when we get the flashy of, of her feeding him the banana <laughs> and saying, yeah, make me money. So it's like, no, no, no. I don't know. She thinks t- we're stupid. She thinks we're st- as stupid as she is. And um, look, Heather knows she's guilty and she doesn't care. That's all I'm saying. Because <sighs> yeah. even he- that's when we get the confessional from Heather saying like he was, you know, running around buying your tampons, making your hair appointments, and yet we're supposed to believe he was running this scheme behind your back and that you didn't know. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. And then Meredith in the hotel room talks about karma. I thought that was so funny because Jen's just sitting there and kind of giving a side eye like, who's looking at me? Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so she's talking about karma in like in reference to Stu, but we all know the karma really is in reference to Jen. And, her, yeah. and Jen kind of gives these like look left, look right side eyes going, who's looking at me? It's like, yeah, we're all looking at you, Jen. <laughs> And that's when in confessional producer asks Jen if she's ready to tell the real story, which of course she isn't. We get the voiceover of Coach saying, our time has come, Jen screaming, I'm innocent. The music is like totes tense. And then we get the shot of Jen walking out of court after pleading guilty and the reporters asking for comments. Headlines of her plea deal and then on screen, July 11, 2022, Jen Shah pleads guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She has been sentenced to six and a half years in prison. Dun, 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 dun. Yay. Yay. (laughs) A happy ending, finally. Well, yeah. Back in Salt Lake City, the last scene is Lisa and Heather having cafe. This was my favourite scene. Oh, it was was epic. It was so good. So enjoyed. Do you think they were just the only two that are friends? Like, because was this filmed after, like, like this week? Like, was this filmed after Gen 6? No. No, because Heather's references Jen going to prison for a decade... And she says, I literally just got back from New York, not last night, the night before. So she's only been back in Salt Lake City for like a day. Because I was thinking that's a fast turnaround, but no. No. So, but what I love so much is how they're both like, I'm so stressed, like I'm so shocked. And then the waiter comes and they're like, hi, I'll have a burrata and some Vita tequila cocktails, please. (laughs) And then the waiter walks away and they're like, oh my God, I'm back to being stressed. (laughs) (laughs) The way that Lisa perked up when she ordered her Vita. And a burrata. It was funny. Oh, now I want a burrata. I didn't have. Bre- I haven't had breakfast yet. Um, I love burrata. Who doesn't love a good burrata? Mm. Lisa says she's feeling all the feelings, and Heather is just overwhelmed. And Lisa asks Heather what she felt when she read Jen's allocution transcript. 
and part of that comes up on screen. I knew the purchasers of these services were misled. I knew this was wrong. I knew many people were harmed and I'm sorry. First of all, Jen did not write that. She would not know the word purchasers or misled. So, <laughs> Or misled. <laughs> or I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's the one I don't think she knows. Heather says she was shocked and she knows it was so bad, especially for Jen taking it as far as she did, knowing that she was guilty, presuming she would get away with it. What do you think of Heather's theory that Coach discovered what Jen was doing and it was impossible to explain away? I didn't really know what Heather was trying to get at here because a few times she's like, I think she did it. I think she did it. And what do you mean so, you think? Well, yeah, she she's, said, she's she said she did, did it. it. I think <laughs> she did it. Heather's just really good at blocking things out when she wants. And I think she learnt that while growing up in a cult. And I also think she's now the villain of the show now that Jen's left. You reckon? Yeah. Heather's star has fallen so quickly. Oh, no. She can bounce back. <laughs> she can bounce back. I miss season one, Heather. Me too. Yeah. And look, maybe it's a case of now that she's not with Jen, she won't have all that evil spawn rubbing off on her. <laughs> evil spawn, yeah. <laughs> you sounded so, like, evil saying that evil spawn. <laughs> yeah. really nails it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. That's the episode. Good riddance. This was a tough season. I'm not even looking forward to the reunion. Usually I love a reunion. I'm exhausted. Me too. I am so exhausted by Salt Lake City. It wasn't fun. Like, it wasn't fun like watching Erica squirm. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Waiting for Erica to get her comeuppance. But this is just exhausting. Yeah, and, like, the thing with Erica, like, she can pin most of it on um, what's-his-face. On Tom. It's like she can she can tow that line much better than Jen can because when we were watching Jen, we're like, yeah, we're watching a criminal. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas it's much more murky for Erica. Yeah. Even though Jen was more fun, like last season, we were really enjoying criminal Jen. (laughs) Yeah. We well, no, it was the beginning of this season. (laughs) Oh yeah, with the megaphone and everything. Fucking (laughs) oath. But now, in retrospect, I'm exhausted and I'm done with Salt Lake City. Like, I need a break. Yeah, me too. I, I need a long pause. I need a long pause. Well, apparently we're getting one because they haven't started filming yet. Great. Well, because they went straight into stuff because of Jen. So, girls need a break. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But they need some bit of tequila and a lie down. And a burrata. And a burrata. Okay, do we want to um just go straight into Potomac? Another boring yeah. season? Yes, it is another boring season. Sisterhood of the Travelling Beefs. Oh, I don't even think I said what Salt Lake City was called. Who cares? Um, it's trials and Tribulations or something. But anyway, fuck it. It's Sisterhood of the Travelling Beefs. Mm-hmm. What? That was, I mean, I know they're, tr- I think they're trying to make the episode sound fun because it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. No. I mean, you're in Mexico and I'm not having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just FYI, Ashley and Luke broke up. Well, that's sad. Yeah. She just announced that. They were together by posting photos of them visiting his family. And then on Watch What Happens Live this week, she's like, yeah, we're not together. And it's basically Michael's fault. Michael's fault, she said. Well, she said, like, where her relationship with Michael's at and the divorce and all that stuff. Well, you know, fair enough. You're going through a divorce when you're at the pointy end and you're talking about money. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. I'm just really happy for her to date someone attractive for a little while after that slog with Michael. Yeah, true. It's like Michael's bad juju's officially out of her. 
because Luke's was officially in her. <laughs> oh, wow. So, sorry. Was We're that calling a bit, her Juju? <laughs> was that a bit graphic? Uh, well, I'm just picturing him ta- tapping a tree for maple syrup. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. Now I'm cringy. We open this episode with them all packing for Mexico and we get a flashy of Ashley telling all the ladies about the fact that they're going to Mexico and no one looked happy when she said Mexico. I'm like, <laughs> I was happy it was out of the country. How is Mexico not better than Miami? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe I they're know. just They've... like not happy they have to go on another trip <laughs> with these same people. Because unlike Ramona, they all realize that it's just more work, right? It's 24 7 work. I know. I was disappointed that they're getting identical rooms. Fighting over yeah, the rooms is the best bit. I know. Oh, good times. Karen tells Ray that she's going ahead early with Ashley and Wendy, this is so strange, to make sure that everyone gets the same room. Why aren't you just saying you're going early? Like, why are we making weird-ass excuses for going early? I know. You just call the hotel if you really get worried about the rooms. I know. And we get some scenes before Mexico. One is Giselle in the car. And I am confused. Has she always had this Range Rover? What happened to the Fuji (coughs) Fiat? I don't know. Like the fake Gucci Fiat. What happened to that? Because I kind of vaguely remember her being in this Range Rover before and now I'm like, why didn't I clock it then? I don't know. Do we want to talk about Giselle's biopsy and basically that she's getting a full hysterectomy? That is so awful. It's pretty full on, but I feel like we didn't want to talk about Wendy's kidney stones. So, like, when it's medical, like, it's not really that fun to talk about. No, but the only reason I bring it up is because... She's talking to Robin, obviously, in the car, and they're talking about Sharice and the Karen of it all, and obviously they're trying to figure out why Karen hates Sharice. (laughs) And I do love how, like, Robin made me laugh when she said that Karen was going to dance around the topic like she always does. I'm like, Robin, really? You're (laughs) talking about the fact that Karen's going to dance around a topic? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm with Giselle. I'm a nosy Parker and I want to know why Karen hates Charisse too. So we sort of find this out at the end of the episode, but it is strange still, no? It's very strange. And <laughs> she must strange. She must really hate her for Karen to blow up so quickly. Yeah. Because she's usually like much more composed. She is. Do we want to talk about Robin and her kids getting fitted for wedding suits? No, I'm not interested in seeing a suit fitting for a wedding that's never going to happen. I don't care. But she sort of alludes to the fact that the prenup's all sorted now, like it was nothing. Jesus I'm Christ. I'm so pissed off. So, yeah, we're not talking about it. I'm done. No. One thing I thought was fun was just when Karen said she doesn't want her boobs to be called titties. And I was wondering, how do you feel about the word titties? I'm not a fan of it either, but I do like yeah. to say tartars. <laughs> Yeah, tartars, yes, titties, no. <laughs> it's just tartars is fun. Titty, yeah. I just, oh, it does make me cringe. I don't like it either. It, it is a bit gross. And then this is coming from a woman who's fine with the C word. So, you know, <laughs> I'm an enigma. I'm a riddle wrapped in an enigma wrapped in a fucking sandwich, honestly. Titties just makes me think of like Playboy Mansion. Like, yeah. Like that sort of, yeah. I don't know, seedy exploitation of women type thing. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Oh, seriously, now I'm thinking of a burrata sandwich. <laughs> no, we're talking about boobies, not burrata. I'm hungry. I haven't had breakfast. I'm starved. Okay. The only point of this scene is we find out that Mia is pissed off at Bestie and Bestie is p- way more pissed off at Mia, apparently. She's heartbroken. Because, so we find out that Bestie's sister is Mia's nanny and yeah. 
that Bestie's constantly dropping her kids off at Mia's house to have her sister look after her kids. Now, I get why she would do that. However, Mia is paying Bestie's sister, so it is a little bit like you can't use her too much, right? And it's her house. Exactly. And she expects that her sister will look after her kids while she goes to Mexico with Mia on Mia's dime in her house. Five kids would be a lot more than three. Like, looking after three kids is already a lot. Looking after five, Uh like, that's too much. I agree with Mia. And did I not tell you already that I thought that Bestie was a user with the whole Porsche situation? This whole family's using Mia from the sounds of it. It sounds like it. And it sounds like they feel justified because their mother took Mia in. What has that got to do with them? They weren't looking after Mia. Their mother was. Mia doesn't owe them anything. Yeah, I just think this relationship between Bestie and Mia is just a bit toxic. I think it is too. And I think lines have been blurred and now Mia's uncomfortable with it. They're pissed off about it. I think they're all using Mia. But I also think that Mia is not handling the situation well. She needs to set her boundaries kindly and firmly. I think Mia has said things are okay and now they're not okay and she's not sharing it and she's blaming them for it. It's like you let people use you and then you're getting pissed off at them for using you. It's Yeah, the boundaries is a good point because you can't be like in private, be like, oh, yeah, this is fine and then weaponise it on a fight on a plane. On TV. On TV, yeah. Agreed. So they're both wrong but it is hurtful when you realise, oh, shit, I'm being used. So I don't know. It's all a mess but – we're going to Mexico, we get for Ashley's birthday and somehow Ashley and Karen are hosting it, whatever. We get cute little airport shots. Did you like those? Yes, I did. I, but it was more fun the last time they went on a trip for some reason. I feel like this time they were just sitting there waiting to board. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I love how when they the, the three of them get there earlier and they're in their town car to go to the hotel and Karen says that Mexico feels different to Miami. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Karen, but yeah. what do you mean Mexico feels different to Miami? <laughs> I just don't know what to do with that. It's too easy, right? Yeah. Oh, God bless. And I love how Karen, even though this is Ashley's birthday, she's making it into like how to do a birthday trip well because she felt jilted from her birthday trip and she's got to let that go. I think it's hilarious. You know <laughs> me, I love to hold a grudge. And so when someone holds a grudge like this, it's hilarious for me. I don't like the fact that Ashley wants to do all these activities and not just sit by the pool and drink. I'm like, well, then how is that a holiday if you have to do shit? Yeah, and for us, we'd rather see them drunk. And we'd rather see them drunk and fight. I'm sorry, I'm petty. We get these breezy ocean shots and conversely rough seas, like survivor-style shots with like Mm -hmm. crocodiles and stuff. I'm enjoying the survivor-style shots, (laughs) particularly because it's two weeks till Australian Survivor, like we said. And then we get shots of the other ladies at the airport in Mexico and we totally missed a fight, which is bullshit, between Mia and Bestie. And we miss it like Rinna and fucking Kathy Hilton. I'm not happy. Ashley, if she was on that plane, she would have filmed it. You reckon? She filmed the cab in Miami. But why didn't we get like RZ TV, like Robin Dixon TMZ? Why didn't we get that? Oh, yeah. We're getting first-hand, second-hand accounts. I'm not happy. Are we sure Robin was in first class with the rest of them? Well, it didn't even appear to me that they were in first class. They weren't lying down. <laughs> it looked like they were in business class, not first class. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I did love the bobblehead cartoon that the editors did for us, like a reenactment. I enjoyed it. So Mia and Bestie were fighting, obviously, about the babysitting sitch. And Bestie was, like, coming for me as parenting. I'm like, why are you coming for me as parenting when your kids are currently at Mia's house? <laughs> or was it Mia that came for Bestie's parenting and Bestie came back for it, but we only get Mia's confessional? Honestly, I couldn't really keep track of it. Yeah. And Mia said that at Karen's live show, her nanny was calling her trying to find Bestie's kids. And Mia's like, well, Jacqueline's sitting right here. Why isn't she looking for her own kids? And first of all, why aren't we all freaked out that we don't know where someone's children are? (laughs) So Bestie apparently got pissed and said it takes a village to raise a family, but you wouldn't know anything about that. That's fucking cunty. That is a prick thing to say. Why can't Bestie pay for someone to look after her own kids? Clearly Mia's paying for a Porsche. Doesn't she have any money? Yeah. I told you Bestie was taking advantage of Mia. She totally is. She just thinks that Mia's got money. She can pay for everything. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. I just think there's more to it because even Ashley said on Watch What Happens Live that she was on Bestie's side. And I'm like, I get that Mia can be mean in an argument, but at the end of the day, this woman is taking advantage of her best friend and letting her pay for too many things in her life. You're not a friend if you're letting someone pay for things that you clearly should be paying for it's not like she's in financial hardship of course your friend can be there for you when you're in financial hardship but it doesn't sound like she is yeah you you just don't care do you i don't really care all right fine let's move on we're in ashley's hotel room there's a bunch of vibrators. They're putting these little gift packs together. I liked that. I liked that they had like individualized presents. Like, yes. <laughs> did Karen get a torch? Was that for Giselle? That was or? for Giselle. <laughs> to look at a vagina? Because <laughs> Giselle says she wants a Porsche too. Love that. Oh, a torch, a Porsche. Yeah, she gets her the torch because she <laughs> says, I want a Porsche too, i.e. I'll look up your vagina if I get a Porsche. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, or I'll let you look up my vagina for a Porsche. I'd fucking let someone look up my vagina for a Porsche. Yeah. It's just my girlfriend. I'd be handing out flashlights. Fucking oath. I mean, it's just <laughs> your girlfriend. Go for it. It's not like it's a stranger down the street. Yeah. And then they realise that they forgot to get something special for Charisse and Karen says, just give a champagne. I remember Charisse's champagne room. Mm-hmm. Not as good as Heather DeBro's champagne room, but it's good enough. Yeah. It was just a room that she could drink champagne in. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't champagne as room. good as Heather's. And they get a bride-to-be veil for Robin. <sighs> I know. I think that's hilariously shady. But anyway, in the other van... Giselle just wants to talk about Sharice and Karen. I love her for that. And Sharice said that Karen told Mia that whenever Sharice is around, there's a dark cloud around the ladies. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, if she's referring to Sharice's fashions, then I would agree. Mm -hmm. What was that dress that Sharice was wearing in the van? She's dressed horribly this whole season. She's just given up. I'm like, they have better fashions at the Target. (laughs) I don't mind a target for fashion, so, you know, that's because I'm a poor person and I don't mind it. All the other ladies arrive at the hotel. Ashley, Karen and Wendy greet them with maracas. I thought that was cute. And they all get the same standard room, which I did look up the price of. In the winter, it's $350 a night. In the summer, it's double that. But they can't even go and drop their bags before they have to go to a stupid birthday party. I'd want to get changed first. In, like, the downstairs boardroom. 
Yeah, so lame. Sad. Can't so one sad. of them be given a penthouse and they party there? No, nah, they all get the cheap ass standard room. Ashley should have gotten a better room. Agreed. As much as I was sticking up for Mia a moment ago, I thought that Mia was antagonising Bestie with all her passive-aggressive comments like, I know who can't sit next to me in the bus and she's a big bitch, she can take care of herself. It's like, what are you doing, Mia? Yeah, Mia, you're a friend of. Be a friend. Yeah. Even though you're pissed off at your friend, she would feel so orky and isolated on your show with your friends while you're shitting on her. I just thought that was mean. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, as you said, they go straight into this surprise party for Ashley and all I thought was whilst they can't even go and do a private poop, at least there's food. Yeah. So Mia is calling bestie Satan. I'm Uh, like... I can't even. For fuck's sake, Mia, stop antagonising her. It's really slack. And then Mia's all like, oh, look, it's normal because we're besties and we fight every day. I'm like, that's not normal. No. And Bestie even says she thinks it's the worst fight they've ever had. And Mia's like, no, don't you remember when you threw a brick at my head once 20 years ago when I wouldn't let you copy my math homework? Where was a brick lying around in the middle of the classroom? What? I don't know. This is all like I think because these two are actually friends, it's just painful to watch. Yes, I think if you're going to bring on a slash like in – quote marks, best friend onto the show. You shouldn't actually know them that well. Yeah, because they have too much dirt on each other. Bestie calls Mia controlling and that if she can't get her way, she'll turn on you. Uh, Oh, that's right. Bestie says maybe she needs more dick. And I think she's just trying to make it more lighthearted. And Mia's like, oh, well, you would know with your fucking married men. Oh, close your legs to married men. Close your legs to married (laughs) men. I'm like, we already got that on New York. We don't need that here. Was it New York? Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Yes. Oh, it's funny on Atlanta. For some reason, it's not funny here. I don't know why. Uh Uh And she's like, that's what she did. That's what she does. And Bestie, while she doesn't deny it, she is fucking pissed and says, I'm done with you. I'm fucking done with you. And Candace of all people, I must be trying to get screen time. He's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) She's like really upset again, probably because they're supposed to be actual best friends. And we get more survivor style crocodile shots and tense music. And Bestie tells Mia that she sold her soul to the effing devil. Oh God, calm down. What does that mean? And I'm thinking, well, you are okay to take what you could get from this so-called devil i don't know she's crying she's like i've fought for you my entire life and you would do that to me she's crying she's saying that he's all fucked up i would never sleep with your husband and i'm thinking i don't think mia was referring to your husband (laughs) what married man was mia referring to i don't think it was g is that Uh, i'm confused are you confused yeah and i don't care we have to keep going on about it what do you want to move on to um, the smoking ceremony with that close-up shot of Robin's extensions. <laughs> I miss Robin's extensions. Oh! Please explain. The cameraman, they, they were doing the smoking ceremony and the cameraman just like zoomed in on this shot of the extensions, which was so funny. Were they bad? <laughs> it was just very visible. Oh, I'm sad I missed it. Oh, it's funny. I mean, what did you think of the shaman and 
the smoking ceremony? I, I think this is the sort of activity that you just sort of have to do when you go on a trip. Yes. So I didn't hate it. It's sort of like when they get their fortunes told on like New York or whatever, when they go to Salem and you can just tell like the fortune teller has Googled them a little bit. I reckon the yeah. shaman was like, I've seen seasons one through five. Like I know their sort of vague storylines. So he's like, you need to let this go. You need to focus on this. I know we're not into the body shaming, but what do we think about Karen calling Sharice a has-been leprechaun? <laughs> I don't really see that as is oh, leprechaun because she's short or because yeah, does she have orange hair? Do leprechauns all have orange hair? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Oh, but don't has know. been was funny. It has been leprechaun. I thought that whole thing was fucking funny. I also thought it was funny that the shaman wants them all to hug. I'm thinking maybe you haven't Googled the group. Yeah, read the room. <laughs> and why is, was it Karen or Giselle screaming when they got their feet wet in the ocean? I thought that was really strange. What, you've not seen water? Don't you live near the river? <laughs> well, I don't think they swim in the Potomac. Well, do they? probably not. Um, there was the same sort of shenanigans when we went to Monique's lake house, though. Yeah, so, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yes, you've been to a lake house. <laughs> so they go to their rooms, open up their gifts. Robin puts on her veil and okay. it blows away in two seconds. We need to talk about this. Because, as you said, from all the Survivor footage shots, we saw how windy it was. She barely pins in this veil to her extensions and then she walks out into the balcony. Like, I think she intentionally wanted it to float away. I think she went out there wanting it to float away so she didn't have to wear it because she knows she's never getting married. Okay. Oh, she's just so fucking stupid she doesn't realise wind exists. I don't know why she wouldn't want to get married on the show because she knows that Bravo will be paying for it. So why is she concerned about spending money on a wedding. Maybe Bravo's not going to pay for it. Maybe next season is going to be all about her and her husband owing money to the IRS or something. Like, I think there's some money problems looming because I don't get why she doesn't want to get married on the TV. Well, isn't her hat business called embezzled? Oh, no, embellished. Because, <laughs> I mean, we've always got a legal drama going on. And, look, we haven't spoken about the fact that the Erica Girardi, Girardi case case, there's like 105 new lawsuits now to ex-suppliers that they gave money to, that they bought things from, that they spent client funds on. Mm. The Girardi case trust is suing 105 businesses and one of them is Amex. Oh, Amex. No, one of them is Amex and that means Amex will end up going after Erica. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's 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 a lot going on. I didn't write any notes on it because it was just too much. But, yeah, it's that's too all much. happening. We've had a big week. Um, We've had the, a big week. It's too one much. One thing about the veil which made me laugh was when Karen in confessional says, like, even the veil knew to get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Like the veil was jumping oh, that shit. Was so good. Okay, so it's dinner night one. Karen, Giselle, and Ashley arrive first, and Ashley brings up the fact that she saw Giselle on a date with some dude named Steve. We've seen him on the show before. I'm trying to find this interesting. I'm just not. No, me too. It's the same with Candace bringing up her pregnancy storyline. Like, you've used up all of my goodwill. Basically, the whole point of this episode is Karen and Giselle fighting at this dinner, right? Charisse. Sorry, yeah. Karen and Charisse fighting at this dinner and the fact that Giselle just wants to talk about it, which I absolutely love. Thank you, Giselle. Course, You're driving our storyline. Charisse says she's fine with them not being friends. She just wanted Karen to quote-unquote woman up and tell her directly. And Karen is all, excuse me, no one has talked about your ass in years and don't question my womanhood. I love that. Sharice brings up that Karen never called her when her dad died and Karen was all, uh, dude, I sent you a text message and my mum had just died as well. And Sharice is all, but I drove 
and I was there, i.e. to Karen's mum's funeral. And Mm. I think this may be what Karen is pissed off about because she says that didn't come from a good place. You were trying to get back into the friendship circle. We know that that's code for you were trying to get back on the show. So Karen thinks that Sharice rocked up to her mum's funeral when they weren't friends and she thinks that she did that to get back on the show. Is this what the fight is about? I think you've hit the nail on the head because that would piss me off too. Although, like, how do we know? That's all based on intention. So how do we know Sharice's intention for sure? Sharice might have been like, my dad just died. I'm grieving. Your mum just died. We used to be friends. Out of respect for the friendship we used to have, I'm going to show up to your mother's funeral. Yeah, it could have been nice. If she did show up to the mum's funeral and just stay at the back of the church and not go to the burial, that is appropriate. Uh-huh. That is funeral etiquette. Yeah. If you're not close but you want to pay your respects, you go to the church, you don't go to the burial. Yeah. If she didn't do that, if she went to all of it and was having conversations and then went to the wake afterwards and was eating all the free food, that's gone too far, in my yeah. opinion. And, like, if I can't imagine she dressed up, but if she did have glam, you know. Oh, wow. Well, what was she thinking? It might be filmed and she rocked up in glam. Who knows? Ooh, that would be bad. Although it'd be the first time she's ever rocked up in glam, so I doubt it. (laughs) Exactly. Correct. So, I don't know. We need more details, but from this particular fight, this is the impression that I'm getting. And Karen checks Sharice and says, keep my mother's name out your mouth. Keep my mother's name out your motherfucking mouth. That's right. So I'm thinking, because I was like, were there stuff cut out of this scene? Because I didn't hear Sharice having Karen's mother's name in her mouth. But she did say, I drove and I was there. So I think that's what she's she's referring to. Because this is when Karen gets so pissed off. And she goes off. We get to shut the fuck up. Karen stands up. Sharice slams a plate and stands up. Karen slams a plate on the table. And all the ladies are like, what the fuck's going on? And then we see them having to, like, keep them apart. And we get a shot of the rough oceans again and it's to be continued. <laughs> and I realise that the fight's not over. We're going to see it next week. But it appears that bits have been cut out of this scene. And I need all of the details. I want the ladies to be like fucking Poirot and explain to me and piece together what the fuck's going on. Yeah, we need another reenactment. We need another reenactment. You know, we need one of those like, um, what do you call it when you have like a board and like a, you do a dot to dot? I need, mm-hmm. I need a mind map of what's going on because... I need some more nitty-gritty details because I know they were yelling, but then all of a sudden they were slamming plates yeah, and it, it got felt, really full on. It escalated super quickly somehow. It did. And really this was the only good bit of the whole episode. Yep, same. And I can imagine Mia and Bestie were sitting at the table being like, oh, shit, there goes our attention. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wonder if Mia and Bestie are fake fighting so that Mia's trying to get Bestie on the show so she can stop paying for her Porsches. Could be. I think Mia has also been super messy on Twitter. Like, she's bringing the fight back into real time on the Twitter now, so I don't know. So her and Bestie are still on the outs? Oh, I don't don't care to read the tweets. I just see this, like, huge long paragraph and I say, I'm not going to read all that. But I know she's going off. 
Okay, I, don't know I should go who. and have a look at it and give you the cliff notes. That is my job. Maybe. And I just can't I, do the Twitter. I'm too old. Oh, it's gotten shit now anyway. Explain to me how on the Twitter, like, you follow someone and then everything that they're sharing, you've got to see it. It's like, I don't give a fuck what that loser said. I want to know what you said about the episode. That's all. You can mute people and mute their retweets and things like that. Oh. But I know, Twitter's going down the hill. It's too much work. I just, I'm too old. I grew <sighs> up in a Facebook generation, so I only do Instagram. I only see the TikToks on Instagram. Instagram. Speaking of, our handle yeah. is at effing bravo if, on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> if you want to follow. Um, and I will say just super quickly, I've caught up on Miami. And oh, yay! Clap, I found clap, clap. it captivating and I think that's what made me hate these last two episodes because I was like, this is nothing on Miami. Miami's so good. It's so good. Maybe next week I'll take some notes and we can actually talk about it because I have no memoir, you know that. Tell me what you love about Miami. Oh, just that divorce storyline is just... So harrowing. It is. It really is. And it's real life, man. It's real life. And what I've noticed about Miami, well, at least the last stretch of episodes, is mm. it's event, next day, event, next day, event. They're not getting any time off. It feels like an extended trip. You know how, like, oh, the trips right. are good because it's bang, bang, bang. They don't. But, like, we were at one event and she's like, oh, yeah, on the yacht yesterday we were fighting. And then it's like, oh, well, well yesterday before that we were at this party. You're so right. It's fantastic. They're not just, like, sitting around doing fucking crafts with their mum. It's yeah. so good. It's really that, good. It's true. It's group event, group event, group event, and that's what I love. There are a lot more group events than individual scenes. You're so right. I yeah. love it. I love it. Miami's great. We should have fucking covered that instead of this shit. <laughs> well. We're fucking losers. Watch us cover Miami next year and it's fucking boring as bad. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Probably. Honestly. It's like I need to go on the fucking page six right now before we leave and check the Real Housewives section just in case something else is fucking going on because we oh, keep yeah. missing shit every mother tucking time. We record this podcast two seconds later there's something going on. I think okay. the Rena news dropped while we were recording. We just didn't see it until yeah. just after. So oh, well. apparently Phaedra Parks might be joining Married to Medicine. I don't get how. She's a lawyer. She's not married to medicine, so I don't get how. But mm-hmm. apparently they're all really good friends and they want her on the show. Garcelle reacts to Jennifer Coolidge saying she joined Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <gasps> oh, my God. How Please. good would it be if Jennifer would – she wouldn't go on it, would she really – um, probably not, but I'd love it. Jennifer's way too big for Real Housewives, but that'd be fucking epic. It should be really fun, just as like a friend of popping in and out to some parties. Kyle says that Rina leaving Beverly Hills is a big loss. Now, nothing's going on. Nothing's, nothing's going on, okay. Oh, I did read that John Jansen dumped Shannon Bador. That's sad. Oh, okay. Sad for her. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, Rick, uh, Kelly Dodd's husband, Rick, he was in a horrifying car crash. Oh. He, bro- he broke some ribs. I think we should do this at the end of every episode. You just read page six. and Yeah. <laughs> just it's yeah. like a little time capsule for everyone to know when we're recording, like at what point in time. Oh, so we all know that Andy wants to do a sit-down interview with Jen before she goes to prison, like he did with Teresa and Joe. Surely she'll do it for the money. I don't want to see it. You don't? No. Why? I've had my feel of Jennifer Shaw. It's Shaw, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. All right. Should we leave it at that then? Yeah, let's leave it there. I know. Do people really want to hear me reading out fucking page six headlines? Let us know. Let us know in the comments. (laughs) 
<laughs> have a quick scroll through page six. Yeah, you if you know, like the segment, new segment, <laughs> new segment <laughs> alert. Um, oh, it can be wait, sizzle wait. topics. I was going to say that. Yeah. Okay, it can be our sizzle topics. Fucking <laughs> just, at least I'm admitting I'm reading page six. I like page others. Page sixle topics. Page that sixle. Mm, doesn't yeah, really work. That, that doesn't we'll, fly. We'll keep workshopping that. We'll keep workshopping that. All right, that's All right. the end. Bye. Bye.